Peace to you. Thank you for joining me for The Naked Truth. It's a weekday, so we're going to pick up where we left off with the book of First Chronicles. We made it to chapter 6, and it's a long one. It's like 80 verses. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it's mostly begots, so we're just going to read through them as usual, and I'll just stop at the names that stand out to me. Otherwise, we could be here a long time. So without further ado, let's begin with verse 1. The sons of Levi were Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. So um, Levi is the same Levi we read about before. It's the head of the religious branch of different tribes. It would be where the pastors, preachers, the holy men were um, from Levites. Um, that's where the word Levites comes from. It's the, the, Le the descendants of Levi. And those are his sons. So now we're going to go into the begats. Verse 2, the sons of Kohath were Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Uziel. The children of Amram were Aaron, Moses, and Miriam. And the sons of Aaron were Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar. So I'm sure the names Aaron, Moses, and Miriam stand out to you. Um, Aaron was the first high priest. Moses was the Ten Commandments, Moses. And Miriam was the first uh, recorded incident of in the Bible of racism, where her and Aaron um, frowned on the fact that Moses married an Ethiopian woman. Um, they didn't like that, presumably because she's Ethiopian, probably because she's black, but God only knows if they were also of color. So whatever the reason, they weren't pleased with it. But they, uh, God gave them what we think of as instant karma for that racism or that if it wasn't racism, I guess it would be considered, um, oh, what's that other word? Xenophobia because she wasn't a mom, one of them, um, whatever it was, they got it right uh, in an instant. She got it anyway. Aaron didn't seem to get punished for it at all other than watching his sister suffer for it, even though they both shared in the same sentiment. Um, it seemed at the moment, the Lord, and I'm just saying that because that's how I read, not because I believe it was God Almighty, the Lord punished them, but didn't punish Aaron, just let him uh, his suffering was watching his sister suffer for the sin they both were guilty of. She was immediately made leprous. So she broke out immediately with a disease for her um, racism or xenophobia, for her disapproval of her and Aaron's disapproval of Moses' uh, next wife. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Moses, just like other patriarchs, had more than one wife. Um, so that's who those ones are. And then it goes into their sons. Um, so let's keep reading. Verse 4. Eleazar begot Phineas, and Phineas begot Abishua. Abishua begot Buki. Buki begot Uzi. As always, please forgive me if I mispronounce any of these. Verse 6. Uzi begot Zerahiah, and Zerahiah begot Marioth. Marioth begot Amariah, and Amariah begot Ahitub. So some of these names sound very feminine by um, modern standards, but they're all men. They're all men's names, um, except there's a few women sprinkled throughout. But generally, these are all men's names. Verse 8, Ahita begot Zadok, and Zadok begot Ahimaaz. Ahimaaz begot Azariah, and Azariah begot Johanan. Johanan begot Azariah. It was he who ministered as priest in the temple that Solomon built in Jerusalem. So this verse is catching us up to the timeline, basically, of when these descendants lived. This one lived at a time of when Solomon had that first temple built. And there's been another one since then. 
Verse 11, Azariah begot Amariah, and Amariah begot Ahitub, Ahitub begot Zadok, and Zadok begot Shalom. So you see some of the names are repeating, just like we've um, seen before when it goes into the genealogies. Shalom begot Hilkiah, and Hilkiah begot Azariah, Azariah begot Saraiah, and Saraiah begot Jehozadak. Jehozadak went into captivity when the Lord carried Judah and Jerusalem into captivity by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. So Nebuchadnezzar is the uh, historical king of Babylon, and he's also the king mentioned here that uh, conquered the area and took some of the people from there captive. And here it's saying Judah and Israel. Let me see. Sorry, I scrolled too far. Um, in this verse, it's saying he carried away Jude, um, Judah and Jerusalem. I'm sorry. So um, Jerusalem was the capital city, like we read before, of um, the kingdom of Judah. Uh, whereas we read previously, as we wrapped up the last book of Second Kings, uh, last chapters of Second Kings, um, the last chapters of Second Kings, um, Babylon, the king of Babylon took one of the kingdoms captive, and then later on, uh, the Assyrians, maybe it was the other way around, took the other kingdom captive. But they both ended up going into captivity and um, conquered by other nations and carried away from their homes that they colonized from the people who were living there before. Verse 16, the sons of Levi were Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. So now it's going back to um, Levi and his sons. Um, verse 17, these are the names of the sons of Gershon, Libni and Shimei. The sons of Kohath were Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Uziel. The sons of Merari were Mali and Mushi. Now, these are the, the families of the Levites according to their fathers. Uh, of Gershon were Libni, his son, Jahath, his son, Zimath, Zima, I'm sorry, uh, Zimna, his son, Joah, his son, Edo, his son, Zerah, his son, and Jetharay, his son. The sons of the Kohath were Aminadab, his son, Korah, his son, Asir, his son, Elkanah, his son, Abiasaph, his son, Asir, his son, Tehath, his son, Uriel, his son, Uzziah, his son, and Shal, his son. The sons of Elkanah were Amasa and Ahimah. As for Elkanah, the sons of Elkanah were Zophai, his son, Nahath, his son, Eliab, his son, Jeroham, his son, and Elkanah, his son. So again, the names repeat again and again, just like in modern times, people will name their children after their grandparents and so forth. The sons of Samuel were Joel, the firstborn, and Abiah, his second, I'm sorry, the second. The son of Merari, sons of Merari were Mali, Libni, his son, Shimei, his son, Uzzah, his son, Shemiah, his son, Haggaiah, his son, and Asiah, his son. Verse 31. Now, these are the men whom David appointed over the service of song in the house of the Lord. After the ark came the rest. So now it's moving on to the time of uh, the king known as King David, David and Goliath, David, and the people who were ministers of music during his time. Um, see? And by the way, Lord here is in all caps. So it's referring, in this case, again, to the entity known as Jehovah. 
however you want to pronounce it. That's who it's referring to. Verse 32, they were ministering with music before the dwelling place of the tabernacle meeting until Solomon had built the house of the Lord in Jerusalem and they served in their office according to their order. So again, David got the, the order to build the temple after he uh, prayed on it and wanted to, but because he killed so many people, shed so much blood, although people will um, commend warriors in modern times and even in ancient times, uh, and even according to narrative being sent to go do the murders, the killings uh, by God, when it came down to time to build the temple, suddenly the Lord uh, falls at David with that saying he shed so much blood in the land uh, and that he wouldn't be um, uh, suitable to build the temple. So it seems strange that the same Lord that's telling him to go to war and kill people is now then held it against him and said, no, you can't build the temple for me because you killed all them people. It seems inconsistent, but it is how I read, so we read it. So then Solomon, his son, the same wise King Solomon, book of um, Proverbs Solomon, and I think book of Ecclesiastes Solomon, that same Solomon is who ended up being, his son ended up being the one to build the temple after David um, had his uh, reign as king. Verse 33, and we read about that all already also. Verse 33. And in these, and these are the ones who minister with their sons, with their sons. Other sons of the Kohathites were Heman the singer, the son of Joel, the son of Samuel, the son of Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Eliel, the son of Toa, the son of Zuth, the son of Elkanah, the son of Mahath, the son of Amasai, the son of Elkanah, the son of Joel, the son of Azariah, the son of Zephaniah the son of Tehath, the son of Assur, the son of Biasaph, the son of Korah, the son of Eshar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, the son of Israel. So um, it's traced the lineage back again to Levi that um, uh, one of the original 12 patriarchs uh, of the different tribes. And uh, one other thing about that is, again, El at the end of the names is sort of a nod to the entity, the deity known as El, whereas Aya, Yah, is the nod at the end of the names like Jeremiah or Azariah is a nod to the entity, entity known as Yah. So letting us know the people were not faithful to any one particular deity. They served and worshiped lots of different gods, goddesses, and things. They weren't faithful to one entity at all. Verse 39, and his brother Asaph, who stood at his right hand, was Asaph, the son of Berechiah, the son of Shemiah, the son of Michael, the son of Basia, the son of Malchiah, the son of Ethni, the son of Zerah, the son of Adaiah, the son of Ethan, the son of Zemna, the son of Shemi, the son of Jehath, the son of Gershon, the son of Levi, the son of Levi. Their brethren, the sons of Merari, on the left hand were Ethan, the son of Kishi, the son of Abdi, the son of Maluk, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Amaziah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Amzi, the son of Bani, the son of Shema, the son of Mali, the son of Mushi, the son of Merari, the son of Levi. And their brethren, the Levites, 
were appointed to every kind of service of the tabernacle of the house of God. So again, the Levites were the ones, the religious branch of the different tribes, and that was what their duties were to do, tend to the religious needs of the people. Verse 49, but Aaron and his sons offered sacrifices on the altar of burnt offering and on the altar of incense for all the work of the most holy place and to make atonement for Israel according to all that Moses, the servant of God, had commanded. So um, the duties of the Levites were their own duties, but the sons of Aaron, Moses' brother, and his descendants, their duties were to make the actual offerings to the animal sacrifices and all of that stuff. Um, that was fell to Aaron and his descendants. Uh, verse 50, now these are the sons of Aaron, Eleazar his son, Phineas his son, Abishua his son, Buki his son, Uzi his son, Zerahiah his son, Marioth his son, Amariah his son, Ahitub his son, Zadok his son, and Ahimaaz his son. Now these are their dwelling places throughout their settlements in, the, in their territory, for they were given by lot to the sons of Aaron of the family of the Kohathites. So now it's going over to different areas that were um, given to um, the descendants after they've um, gone in, coveted, stolen, and massacred the people who lived there and then colonized their land. They split up the land into their different lots, which we also read about already also. So this is sort of reviewing it. And now the descendants of the family of the Kohathites are these, verse 55. Um, they gave them Hebron in the land of Judah with its surrounding common lands, but the fields of the city and its villages they gave to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. So um, what's going over here is the area that was given to them when they split up the land by lots for them to take. And um, Caleb, son of Jephunneh, as we read recently, previously, is Caleb is the one, along with Joshua, those only were the only two who, when they were sent to go spy out the so-called promised land, Caleb and Joshua were the only two who brought back a positive report of the land to go in and conquer it, whereas all the other spies returned and were terrified, uh, saying they'd seen giants and uh, advising not to go into the promised land. Um, but the people clearly followed the advice of Joshua and Caleb because they did go into the so-called promised land and colonized it to this point. Verse 57, and to the sons of Aaron, they gave one of the cities of refuge, Hebron, also Libna with its common lands, Jatir Eshtemoa with its common lands, Highland with its common lands, Debir with its common lands, Ashan with its common lands, and Beth Jeshemesh with its common lands. So those are different areas given to the sons of Aaron um, as far as their service goes, as sort of a reward for their service. Whereas the people cast lots to see what lands they would dwell in. Or the people on the eastern side just decided that that's where they were going to go and not, where they were going to uh, stay and colonize and not pass over the Jordan River to the western side of what's known in modern times as Israel, also known as Palestine, also known as the Promised Land, all those different names referring to the same area. Verse 60, the area between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea. Verse 50, and from the 60, I'm sorry, and from the tribe of Benjamin, 
Giba with its common lands, Alanoth, Elameth with its common lands, and Anathoth with its common lands. All their cities among their families were 13. So um, now talking about the different areas that the Benjamites occupied, 13 of them. Verse 61, to the rest of the family, the tribe of the Kohathites, they gave by lot 10 cities from half the tribe of Manasseh. And to the sons of Gershon, throughout their families, they gave 13 cities from the tribe of Issachar, from the tribe of Asher, from the tribe of Naphtali, and from the tribe of Manasseh and Bishan. So those are the different other patriarchs, the Manasseh, Naphtali, Issachar. Those are some of the brothers who um, uh, were the patriarchs who went in, um, who were originally there before the people fell into slavery and uh, and uh, were in Egypt and Africa and then were emancipated. So it's a generation way before them but reading about their descendants. Um, see, verse 63. So the sons of Merari, throughout their families, they gave 12 cities from the tribe of Reuben, from the tribe of Gad, and from the tribe of Zebulun. So the children of, the children of Israel gave their cities with their common lands to the Levites. And they gave by lot from the tribe of the children of Judah, from the tribe of the children of Simeon, and from the tribe of the children of Benjamin, these cities which are called by their names. So as the, we're going, the narrator is going over the different areas that the different tribes gave to the Levites and um, the sons of Aaron as sort of their possession. Verse 66, now some of the families of the sons of Kohath were given cities as their territory from the tribe of Ephraim, and they gave them one of the cities of refuge, Shechem with its common lands, in the mountains of Ephraim, also Gezer with its common lands. So we read about those cities of refuge also. They're areas that uh, someone who is guilty of manslaughter, not murder, but particularly specifically manslaughter, like an accidental killing of someone, uh, rather than them uh, face the death penalty, which religion cooked up later, um, not originally. The original so-called first murder, murderer, uh, the first time someone was killed in the Bible anyway, was when Cain killed his brother Abel. People will call him the first murderer and call that the first murder. But if you're going to call that the first murder, then according to God, and just by how it reads, then the punishment is not to be the death penalty. Death penalty is what he was afraid of. Cain was what he was, the death penalty is what Cain was afraid of. And so the Lord forbade it um, and basically made the death penalty the abomination, and they said, if you do, if you do carry out the death penalty, then you're going to have to pay for that. You're going to reap what you sow as a nation for um, doing that. And yet, you see, in modern times, Bible thumping, so-called Christians, and so-called God-fearing people are all for the death penalty. Even though we've seen again and again and again, many, many people have innocently been put to death uh, by the death penalty, and with the, and in some cases, the person who even causes it doesn't even face um, similar circumstances, similar um, outcomes. Like the woman who um, is said to have gotten the poor kid, Emmett Till, murdered uh, by a mob um, back in the times of segregation in America when racism was the law, um, accused him, the little boy, of looking at her or touching her or whatever, and then ended up having that little boy murdered. And all these years later, 
uh, they still haven't prosecuted her for her part in it. And they just write it off as, oh, she's old now. I think she even recently passed away. Um, but basically, let her get away with it, even though it was a, a false accusation, which is against the Big Ten. You're not supposed to make false accusations against people, not to mention led to his murder, his death. Uh, as just a little kid, not to mention all the hateful racist mess. Um, all of that is overlooked because she was an old woman, most likely because she's an old white woman. As we saw, it doesn't stop um, them from putting old black people in jail. Thank Bill Cosby. Uh, he was put in jail, even though he was rich and famous and beloved up until all of his dramas. Um, but that didn't stop them from locking him up. Didn't stop them from locking OJ up. Uh, it hasn't stopped them from locking R. Kelly up. He's not all that old, but he is rich and famous and has a huge fan base, but it is making them drag their feet on um, seeing about the previous president and all the people accusing him of all sorts of horrible things and even him being caught with nuclear secrets, which in itself is a felony, is a crime. Yet he's still not in jail. He's still not locked up. He still hasn't been punished. He has, still hasn't been sentenced. So it lets you know justice is not blind. Justice sees what it wants to see. And when it sees color, it sees swift, instant, harsh justice for you. And when it doesn't see color, it says, let's make sure we get it right and take our time to uh, make sure someone innocent doesn't face anything uh, traumatic. It's scandalous. It's actually evil. It's really wicked. But I digress. Back to verse 67. And they gave them one of the cities of refuge. Shechem with its common lands in the mountains of Ephraim, also Gezer with its common lands. So the whole thing about the city's refuge, that's what that's about. So that someone who's committed manslaughter, not murder, since that's the line that uh, makes the difference, is allowed to go there and live without worrying about someone going after them uh, for the death penalty. That's what got me on that subject. Sorry. Um, so that's what the city's refuge is about. Um, but we've read also that those cities of refuge are pretty rough towns. It has lots of different people who are supposedly guilty of manslaughter, but they seem to be mighty violent because we read about how one of the um, preachers went there and he was going to be raped by the townspeople. The men were going to go there and rape him. And so what does he do? He, like a big, strong man, throws out his old lady out there and lets them gang rape her and kill her. And that's not condemned at all by the narrator or by the religion. Um, but the fact that they want to take his cookies, that's what the condemnation was. So it lets you know, patriarchy, 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 not justice, not righteousness, patriarchy. That's what the Bible is full of, except for the red letters of what Jesus gives us as a message. So all of this can't possibly be from God. Why would God be inconsistent? Why would God be petty? Yet it is high reads, so we're just reading it. Verse 68, Jachnim with its common lands, Beth Haram with its common lands, Ijalon with its common lands, and Gath Ramah with its common lands. And from the half tribe of Manasseh, Aner with its common lands, and Bilim with its common lands, for the rest of the family of the sons of Kohath. So those are the different areas that the people basically donated of the land that they colonized to um, the son, Kohath, the descendants of Aaron here. Verse 71, from the family of the half-tribe of Manasseh, the sons of Gershon were given Golan and Bashan with its common lands and Ashtaroth with its common lands. And from the tribe of Issachar, 
Kadesh with its common lands, Davaroth with its common lands. So um, before we move on there, Kadesh stands out to me because Kadesh is the name of a place, but it's also the name of a practice or actually, I guess, uh, a people, the Kedeshim. And we've read about them also. They're boy prostitutes, male prostitutes that the people would um, have sex with as part of their religious practice. Sounds crazy in modern times, but apparently it was common enough that it's even made it here into the Bible. Um, so this isn't that same Kadesh, but maybe this is where the um, where the uh, practice came from. Don't know. It doesn't really read. Doesn't really tell us at least so far from our reading. But that's what stands out about this verse to me. Kadesh is the singular form of it. Kadisha is the plural form, uh, or maybe even the singular form. But Kadeshem is surely the plural form of the Kadesh, those male boy prostitutes that the people would take part in, have sex with as part of their religious practice in devotion to God, believe it or not, uh, who they identified as God. Uh, Verse 73, Ramoth with its common lands and Anim with its common lands and from the tribe of Asher, Mashal with its common lands, Abdon with its common lands, Hukat with its common lands, and Rehob with its common lands. And from the tribe of Naphtali, Kadesh and Galilee with its common lands, Hamam with its common lands, and Kirjathame with its common lands. So that Kirjathame also is known as Kirjath Jerim. It's just um, combined into one word in um, some parts of the Bible, like in this one. Um, but so more, these are more the areas that have been dedicated or given to the Levites and their descendants. Uh, verse 77, from the tribe of Zebulun, the, tri- the rest of the children of Merari were given Ramon with its common lands and Tabor with its common lands. So now that I think about it, uh, when they were emancipated and made it to the so-called promised land, I seem to recall reading that uh, the Levites weren't supposed to get any land because their inheritance was supposed to be God and their service to the religion. And yet we see here, they're getting lands, they're prospering. It's the same thing that Jesus went off on. It's the fact that religion became a business. It became turning our father's house into a marketplace. It became preachers getting fat and having in modern times, fleets of airplanes, fleets of limos, multiple mansions, while there's poor people, there's people people sleeping on the bridges. When I was at the airport, I saw people sleeping at airports, homeless, displaced people, unhoused people, while there are billionaires in the world. People with so much money, they'll, they can pay a quarter of a million dollars to go in a ship called Titan, a vessel called Titan, to go see the Titanic and end up just like the Titanic, sunken at the bottom of the sea. It's a sick, sick society that exists in modern times. All of that money could have gone, should have gone, I believe, to people who need it. It could still now. There should not be billionaires. Once somebody gets, and this is just my opinion, once somebody makes it to a million dollars, anything above and beyond that, there should be some sort of distribution until we have no more people sleeping outside, homeless, starving, hungry, and needing assistance with anything. It just doesn't make sense that people can have tens of billions of dollars and someone else can have nothing in a nation that's supposedly God-fearing and Christian. It just seems sick to me. 
But that's just my opinion. Verse 77, from the tribe of Zebulun, the rest of the children of Merari were given Ramon with its common lands and Tabor with its common lands. It's actually not just my opinion, though. We did read um, that that's how it's supposed to be so that there will be no poor in the land is how it reads in the Old Testament. But, you know, people don't always go by the Bible. They just thump it. Um, verse 78, and of the, on the other side of the Jordan, across from Jericho, on the east side of the Jordan, they were given from the tribe of Reuben. These are in the wilderness with its common lands. Jaza with its common lands. Kedemoth with its common lands. And Mephath with its common lands. So it's talking about the settlements on the eastern side of the Jordan River. As we've already gone over the settlements on the western side of the Jordan River. The um, areas that were given to the religious leaders. Um, verse 80. And from the tribe of Gad. Gad Ramoth and Gilead with its common lands, Mahanaim with its common lands, Heshbon with its common lands, and Jazer with its common lands. So um, those are more the areas given, dedicated to the Levites, the descendants of Aaron, who were um, the religious people, the preachers, the holy folks among the different tribes. These are how they were enriched, given these different lands and properties. Um, and just like in modern times, enriching themselves, being enriched by the people giving it to them to the point where they basically seem corrupt. And we've seen that that's what's happened, that people forget the one Lord or God or entity, get fat and happy and start worshiping this, that, and the other. All sorts of different entities, deities, gods, goddesses, all sorts of different things phallic symbols, things that look like penises, was one of the most popular things that the men and women worship um, throughout our readings here in the Old Testament. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And that was actually the last verse. So that's where we'll end this reading. As always, thank you for joining me for The Naked Truth. Hope it's a blessing for you, and I hope I'll see you again. I love you. See you next time. Peace be with you.